What's good, Denver? Boom, what's up, everybody? I hope you're doing fantastic. What's Good Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old-timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Tom Polar Vortex Donahue. In the Baker Mayfield of podcasting, Troy Higgins, congratulations, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Olivia is on the road again and will join us in February. Today, we have a very special guest, Katie White. Katie, thanks for coming on today. You bet. Yeah, appreciate Happy it. Happy to be here. Okay. Today's feature is dinner parties and how to do it right. And I would say that that really Katie is a paradigm of culture and civility. So I'm really excited to mm-hmm. hear about these recommendations. Every time I get a recommendation from Katie, it's absolutely money. So it'll be really fun. Uh, to follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. Samanafloat.com. Samana, of course, is the place where you go to float. And right now, that it probably feels like a hot tub. Because, as you know, a float tank doesn't have necessarily heated water. It's the, it's, the, it's the temperature of the surface of your skin. So really, that's so you don't notice the water. However, the entire country is stuck in a polar vortex, except for Troy. Um, so <laughs> it's a perfect time because, I don't know, we were just talking about it. Like, you get three or four days into zero and negative temperatures, and it, like, starts getting into your joints. It starts getting into your ligaments. And at that point, you know, you start getting a little irritated by the cold. You start looking at Troy, you're feeling feeling envious. You're like, Troy, Troy doesn't deserve to wear that vest. Yeah, I know he's not cold. <laughs> I know it's a fashion statement. He's not really chilly. There's people in Arizona right now just like, wow, this is great. It's like 78 degrees. <laughs> and I hate those people <laughs> deeply. Anyway, on that note, check out samanafloat.com to book your next float session. Thanks, Samana. Um, our music today is by Troy Higgins, um, and of uh, uh, yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. Thanks, Troy. Thanks, Troy. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> I like your vest too, man. You deserve it. Yeah. Don't listen to me. All right, let's jump into events. Katie, why don't you start us off? What do you got going on in Denver this week? Oh man. There's a lot going on in Denver this week. I tried to pick a few things that really spoke to me. Uh, tomorrow, I don't know if either of you have ever been to the narrators at Bun Point Theater, but it is very akin to The Moth, um, if you've ever listened to that podcast. Cool. It is all live storytelling um, by Denver locals. There's a theme each month, and folks present on it. It is really vulnerable, and it gives me anxiety watching people do it, but one day I aspire to be able to do that live. Um, so go check that out. It's the third Wednesday of every month. Is moth moths like ghost stories? Is that right or no? No, it's just like personal stories. Like they're, for example, I went last month and the topic was dirty work and you could take that in whatever manner you wanted to. Um, but they have to be true stories. So people give insight into things that have to do with dirty work, but in their own lives. Um, and people were really, really genuine. Mm. And I find that very scary, but they're also very comedic. Um, and it's led by two comedians. So it's cool. And it's just normal day, everyday people, right? Like that's not their job to present or give stories, but they do it so well. And I found that really cool. So that's happening tomorrow um, cool. in Baker. And then I will always plug the University of Denver and Public Skate. If you are ever looking for something to do and you have nothing to do, go to Public Skate. I think it's like 15 bucks and you can just ice skate. It's Absolute scary. classic. Have mm. you all ever ice skated? Because I've only been about five times. It's on the every time I get scared. Ice rink. Yeah, it's on. Well, they have two. So there's Magnus mm. where they play hockey and there's like a practice rink. Okay, they let nice. you go to the practice rink. Sweet. That's been a winter staple forever. The old, the old... DU hockey arena, quote, quote, was hilarious. It was a barn. It was the <laughs> most rinky. D- I mean, DU wow. is gorgeous now, but mm-hmm. it used to be like pretty ragtag. So it, that was the thing. You know, it's like the, there was a couple events to do as a kid, and that was definitely one of them is go skating, an open skate. It's great. It's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. 
It's yeah, great. It's, it's fun. I don't know. I find myself really nervous. And then I get there and I'm just like barreling over children. Like, get out of my way. I'm going fast. <laughs> they got the little like uh, walker, skate walkers, yeah. right? You can get that if you're really worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> and helmets. I was good. I was good as a kid. I used to go when I was a kid and I went and then I hadn't gone for like 10 years and I went recently like i want to say like in sometime in the last three years and i was way worse like i was terrible i had to like hold the wall the whole time <laughs> i think <laughs> took a couple spills i think that like we're fearless as children and we can just do that stuff and then we're adults and we're jaded and our bodies hurt and we get scared yeah your center of gravity is a little different it's a little higher <laughs> Troy, I'd expect yeah. that you about a half hour in would be all cocky, going backwards and stuff, doing spins. <laughs> I, as, as a little kid, that was me, but I don't know. Now so I, I, th- I, I think I assess the uh, the impact of injury now much more. Yeah, than I used to. Totally. Yeah, public skate, that's a good one. It is. And then following up on the skating theme, I it's not an event that you can particularly go to, but I would encourage you all to stream the PWHL, um, the Professional Women's Hockey League. It just started back up where I think all the teams, all like seven teams have had games now. It is sweet. I love women's sports. We'll yeah. champion that whenever. I also think that there are two types of people in the winter. There are gods who can get through them and then there are us mere mortals who can't and if you can't I think you need things to look forward to each week so I'm in my sports era of life where I'm like obsessed with the NBA and the PWHL and it gives me something to look forward to each week so 10 out of 10 recommend they stream on YouTube if you don't live in the areas where there are teams that's cool what's the closest team um, is Minnesota close to us? I think that might be the closest. There's, Probably. I'm, I'm going to be Team New York because I'm just affiliated. But there's Boston, there's Ottawa, there's Montreal, Minnesota. Northern. Probably something on the West Coast, and I can't remember right now. That's cool. I've never heard of this league. Is it a new thing? Or? Yeah, it's new. So there were two leagues, um, and no funding, right? So. There was no real incentive to play for them. And then um, this past year, Billie Jean King and a couple other like big sport VCs created this league and they had a launch like two months ago. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's the first mm. first season for the league and they're really good. Nice. And awesome. they're fighting. There's it's they're brutal. Scrapping. It's Fights. they're scrapping. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice. yeah. So well, intense. WNBA is financed by the NBA. I wonder why NHL doesn't support their gals. I don't know. Let's call them out. Call them out. NHL, what's wrong with you guys? We are calling them out. That's interesting. Guys, tell them what you got this week. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. All right. Let me take a look here. I have some nice little events going on. Um, I picked some fun ones. There's a paint your pet acrylic painting class. I've always heard about the painting classes, but I never went to one myself. I also don't have a pet, but I'll just paint Katie's dog Rue um, at the acrylic painting class. That's going to be on South Santa Fe, Saturday, January 20th. Is that painting a portrait of your pet or actually painting your pet? No, painting a portrait of your pet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that was my first interpretation. (laughs) No no pets will be harmed in the the pet painting. Well, there there was a... um, with that Chuck Palnuk book, do you ever re- hear read about that one or read that book? It was about this this artist that she liked to paint nice pictures, and she went to art school, and they're all like painting their pets, actually painting them. Actually painting it's them. like this whole critique of like how art culture is so snobby and stuff. You guys uh, didn't read that, and then no. so through like painting these portraits, she could travel time. It was cool, but wow. like it made me think of that. But painting your pet would be fun. Pet portrait time travel. That is pretty sick. <laughs> um, the next one is very exciting, and these are happening all across uh, the area. So not just Arvada. I saw Thornton one. I saw, I think there was maybe a Lakewood one. But um, we're going to talk about the Arvada one, the Arvada Soup Taste Off. These are being run by the Neaters Bakery and Cafes, if you've ever seen or been to one of those there's a bunch of locations and i think maybe all of them are doing this but they have some new soups that they're trying to um get opinions on so on saturday you pay 15 bucks and you're gonna get a soup kit 
and it's a take home. Um, you take home four different soups and also four different types of bread, one paired with each soup. Um, the pickup time is from 4 to 6 p.m. And then you need to, um, they give you a QR code. And then as you're tasting the soups, you're like rating them and, uh, you know, <laughs> deciding, you're scoring them to decide which one. They um, want you to leave. Is, yeah, they want you to, it's a take-home soup testing kit. Okay. Mm. So each kit contains four eight-ounce cups <clears throat> of different soups. Um, they're going to do a cream of broccoli, new chicken noodle, creamy tomato, and a white bean chicken chili. Mm. And then four different bread sides as well, one for each soup. Um, it says each kit can comfortably feed three to four people as a meal. So it's a lot of soup, and it's fifteen bucks to participate because you're you're also providing them with some opinions on the soups. And those are classic soups, so yeah. I could I could understand why you want to get a little feedback because if you go to a, a baker or a, a place and they they're serving up chicken noodle soup, it's like bold move. Mm -hmm. Well, let's bold. see what you got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. You know, with this polar vortex that we've been having. <laughs> I know. That's perfect. Soup and bread. So, yeah. And it says, they're very strict. It says, pick up times from 4 to 6 p.m. If you do not pick up during the designated pickup time, you will be unable <laughs> to pick up your soup. Whoa. Blacklisted. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You will not be picking Jeez. up soup outside of 4 to 6 this Friday, January 19th, at your local Neater's Bakery. And cafe so yeah you can go it's there's on the link will be in the description but um, so if you're the kind of person to go get food for uh, a soup off mm -hmm. i feel like you, you're gonna your ratings will be 20 percent lower naturally you're gonna be a critic right yeah yeah absolutely but also you might just be trying to get four people's worth of soup for 15 bucks yeah I you mean, could be hungry yeah how much is like you know a normal cup of soup Probably like two to three bucks. Uh, well, a cup Depends or a bowl. Where. Yeah. This is these are eight ounce cups. Eight ounce would be like half of this. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah, I think it's like twelve ounces. Really? So it's smaller than that? Oh so, god. Yeah, like a cup of soup. These is are like small cups. It's like four or five bucks. A bowl, a bowl of soup, you could expect to probably pay like nine dollars. Really? I bet you. Okay. I that bet sounds you. about right. Yeah. Dang. So yeah. They're saying that four eight ounce cups. Is gonna be a comfortable meal for three to four people. Well, you got to think about the type of soup. You got a lot of cream-based soups. That it's yeah. gonna kill me, and it might <laughs> kill a pilgrim, but it'll fill you up. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I if I'm probably gonna be down in a full soup kit to myself if I get the whole. Dude, heck yeah! If I get the thing. you got dairy issues. Your yeah. Bread. Does this come with a lactate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So your bread sides are rosemary, focaccia, French country sourdough, Ooh. a hazelnut 12 grain, and an Asiago cheese. Okay. See, this is they're they're a bakery, right? Yeah. So this this soup is whatever. They're just flexing their bread. Maybe mm -hmm. the bread is the That's real what thing. It is. Yeah. The asking for your critique is the marketing scheme. They're not actually <laughs> yeah. gonna take yeah. any of that into account. It's yeah. just Campbell's in the back. They're just like <laughs> Like this soup is great. Like I, I knew you would love that. But what do you think about the rosemary yes. focaccia? Yes. How did the rosemary focaccia pair with the chicken noodle? <laughs> no, yeah. But anyway, that sounds good. Four cups of soup and then those four breads for fifteen bucks. That sounds like a pretty good deal. As long it's as a deal. But you gotta um, make sure you give them their feedback that they want. So don't forget to do that. Don't don't just get the the taste test soup and then don't provide your opinion. Okay. Also, make sure you're showing up during the designated pickup. Yeah. yeah. Very important. If you're outside that pickup yeah. time, you are not. They're pulling the plug at 6 p.m. Yes. Yeah. 6 p.m. There's done. no way you're getting any soup. <laughs> they can't risk having you taste not fresh soup and bread. That's true. Imagine if it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. All right. And then the last thing that I was going to talk about, um, I just saw this place online. It's called The Process Denver. I guess it's like a co-working slash collaborative place. But on Saturdays, they want you to come through for Side Hustle Saturday where they have all of their uh, people who are parts of the um, co-working space and then like advisors and stuff 
to help you with your side hustles. Cool. No matter what they are. So it's on Saturday from noon to 2 p.m. Um, I think it's every week, honestly. But uh, they're probably trying to sell you on the membership to their co-working space. But also, <laughs> you can, uh, if you are strong-willed, you can go in there, uh, get some help, and not have to become a member. But maybe you like it enough to become a member. So check it out, Side Hustle Saturday. The Process Denver, uh, I think it's like 10 bucks to participate and get some free help and advising on your side hustle. That's awesome. As a strong advocate of side hustles, like you yeah. need to create support around you. Totally. Absolutely. Because usually so. people are surrounded with some crabs in the bucket type situation where you're like, hey, I got this idea. I'm going to create a, I'm going to create a, a sporting brand for clothes. And everyone's like, yeah, you're never going to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's, you, you really can get embedded with, into negative energy. Totally. You yes. get other people that got positive energy. That's how you get things going. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's yeah. positive energy. You need positive energy. Collaboration and teamwork is the best tool we have. Mm -hmm. It really makes the dream work. It does. Mm -hmm. exactly. And you know it's true because it rhymes. Exactly. It's how rhymes work. Yeah. It embeds truth. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Side hustle. You started as a side hustle. You got to build early momentum and fortitude, emotional fortitude, because it, best case scenario, your, your side hustle is going to break your heart 17 times. You can't have the people around you crush your dreams before your dreams crush you. That's the thing. <laughs> That's it. Don't let them crush your dreams. Bring me in so I can. I'll give them a little. Uh, uh, I'll give them a speech on Side Hustle <laughs> Saturday. Be like, "Yeah, man, this is going to destroy you, but it's so fun. Let's yeah, go." Definitely. That was amazing. Nice, Ryan. Cool, Tom. Here, those. Uh, events that you get cool i got a very uh diverse portfolio stuff because i feel like that's a very denver thing denver is strategically located geographically northwest north northwest north southeast west boy my mouth is cold today you know so like we're at a point of commerce both uh economically and culturally so we have all this like diverse interests here which makes it a wonderful place my picks uh, exemplify that today before that i, I want to talk about uh what we uh, feature for the week but i did go actually my recommendation from last week i went to i went to nocturne um sunday night which was really cool they had the good fats meter project and it was wonderful i haven't been to meter since pre-pandemic and nocturne is just it's so fun it's such a good spot. It's a great room. It's a vibe. It's a vibe in there. It's cool. You know, as a, a little critique, it's like a, a hour show. I feel like you're just getting warmed up, mm -hmm. but it works mm -hmm. for them. So, you know, I'm not complaining. So to, I have on Saturday, we have the pro rodeo semifinals. The stock show continues on. I believe this is the final week and there's also rodeo events going on all week. The semifinals is this weekend. We've got also on Saturday, we have Rocksteady Freddy and Friends, which is a ska and reggae party um, at the Little Bear Saloon. And that's on Saturday. I did a little research. Rocksteady Freddy is like a horn player. I think he plays keyboards and stuff. And he's well known for his ska and reggae music, um, which is so fun to see live. And then I've got um, on Sunday at the Muse Performance Space, which I've never heard of before. Apparently, that's out in Lafayette. Mm. But it's a tribute to Max Roach, which is featuring Harold Summy. It sounds like Harold um, is, is new to Denver and is, is promoting this event. So if you don't know, Max Roach is one of the, mo the most... Uh, well-respected jazz drummers that's ever existed. He's wonderful. And so I'm really excited to hear about that. Plus, people promoting jazz events, you, you're talking about side hustles. <laughs> that is the side hustle of side hustles. So definitely go check that out. I, at Nocturne, I w went with a good buddy of mine, Jay, and he was like basically, he lived at the Peck before the Peck was gone. So he's kind of like one of these guys is like Denver jazz guys that was always out there supporting the music. And, you know, there's a, a strong culture and a strong community of people that do that. So if you're a jazz fan, you know, and I know there's some out there, it's like part of that jazz fandom that you might be missing is going into the world mm -hmm. and experiencing live jazz. So shout out to Harold Summy for putting together this tribute to Max. Max Roach on Sunday. If I can make that happen, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, that's what I've got. Otherwise, what we've got, NFL football uh, playoffs coming up. What a weekend of uh, of NFL. Troy, did you watch some games? 
Yeah, yeah. I watched watched a good amount of football this weekend. I, I will say it was there was definitely some upsets and um it felt like I don't know, I wanted some more competitive games. I feel like there was a bunch of blowouts this weekend. Agreed. Wasn't very close. Yeah. No. Yeah, like the, I think the closest one was what the the Lions uh, Rams game. Yeah. That one kind of came came down to it. But every all the other ones were kind of a little bit of letdowns, I would mm-hmm. say. I ho- hoping for uh, bounce back next weekend. You got the Chiefs Bills. That should be that should be a good showdown next week. Is that in Kansas City too? It's in Buffalo. That one's in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Yep, I only there. know that because I saw a tweet about it and Taylor Swift arriving in Buffalo, oh, and I'll man. send it to you because it's funny. <laughs> but I can't. I can't do it justice. Is their stadium um, cleared out yet? God, did you see that? So yeah. cold. Yeah, was, that was crazy. Lots of snow in there. Weren't they like paying patrons to dig I think out the guests, parking spots? Yeah, the fans were coming into the stadium to dig out this stands. Yeah. Whoa. And then I they, saw they were paying what was paying fans twenty dollars an hour to come to the stadium and uh shovel snow. And then um I saw Steelers fans arriving and their sections are not shoveled. <laughs> really? Classic. Yeah. Uh, so they're just like flat walking into the snow. That encourages snowballs, though. That's the problem with that. Yeah, big snowball battle. Katie, is your uh, winter sports obsession including football this year? No, I just uh, have a Twitter or an X, and yeah. I see satirical tweets about the NFL a lot. I see that a lot, yeah. Did you see the shot of uh, Patrick Mahomes' helmet shattering? I saw that. That was yep. broken. Yeah. That's crazy. That was like a whole hole. <laughs> I know. Hole. Did you get rocked? I don't know what happened. Yeah, he did. And it was he, so cold. Oh. Yeah. Like a fragment of his helmet came off. And he played like I think another two or three snaps before they made him change the helmet. Like, could you imagine going in for a tackle and like <laughs> get your hand in there on that sharp, freezing cold? Not <laughs> oh. oh. be good. Oh, or it gets like shattered into your skull, just like stabs you in the yeah, temple with exactly. a piece of helmet. That is sketch. <laughs> It's not yeah. good PR for that helmet manufacturer, and that that is his helmet. Particular is known to be like very safe because it has like giveaway panels. Mm-hmm. So the idea is it doesn't like bounce. It's supposed to like give away and like you know take the. But yeah. they didn't they didn't take negative four into consideration, where that little mm-hmm. giveaway panel just becomes like a like a Doritos, yeah, just that's not good. breaking off in the guacamole. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's let's talk about what should we do? Highlights from last week or we want to go into the feature. Should we start? Let's start with the feature. So right. I believe let's we're talking it. about and Olivia teed us up. We're talking about dinner parties, right? And like what goes into a good dinner party? What do you do well? Where do you have rooms of improvement? What can you recommend for a dinner party? So, Katie, start us off. You're an expert, some might say, in dinner parties. <laughs> the sum is you. <laughs> what, what's your go-to? How do you approach this, this, uh, this, this challenge? Yeah, I think something that's really important about just hosting in general is having your own taste um, and knowing what that is and building community around that. Mm. Um, so the meat of the dinner party, if you will, are the people that you have there. Um, Whoa, wait, what? Right? We're not eating them. Oh, okay. That's the metaphorically. Yeah, mm-hmm. metaphorically. Excuse me. Um, sorry, not taking a yellow jacket spin here. Um, but I think a lot of it is just like making sure that your taste is curated to the people that are there and vice versa. Um, but as far as what I think makes a successful dinner party for me personally is the vibe yeah um curating Mm -hmm. that and a lot of that for me is centered around a theme so whenever i have a dinner party and i have guests over it there's always a theme to it Mm. it doesn't have to be like an elaborate theme where people come dressed for it but there's just like a theme that runs through that dinner party um and a lot of that comes down to like pairing food and alcohol if Mm. you dabble if you imbibe in alcohol i i really enjoy having like wine that's centered around the meal not the meal mm-hmm. centered around the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And a dinner party is always successful for me if my Perone comes out. And I was going to bring one today, but as we've mentioned, it's negative four degrees out and I was scared it was going to shatter if I walk <laughs> up here. <laughs> but if you don't know what a Perone is, it is just like a glass vessel that has a spout and you pour wine into it and you hold it up and the wine comes flowing out of the spout and you try to get it into your mouth. Um, and when we have dinner <laughs> parties, we pass it around and nice. it's like a rite of passage. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what would be like a good theme? What were the themes you've done in the past? Themes I've done in the past. Um, shrimp tower was a theme once. Shrimp tower. Shrimp tower. You know, shrimp towers, seafood towers. But I built a whole entire tower out of shrimp. Really? <laughs> yeah. Structurally with Structurally, the shrimp? Structurally. I went to Michael's. <laughs> I got some styrofoam. I covered it in styrofoam and cellophane or plastic wrap. And then I meticulously toothpicked shrimp onto the tower. Sweet. I mean, other like themes tend to be like regional because like the food tends to replicate the region. Um, I do yeah. a lot of like Middle Eastern yeah. themed dinners. Um, something else that I think is really important when you're hosting and having people over again is like making sure you're catering to the people that you're bringing into your home. Mm -hmm. So being sure to ask about like dietary restrictions and then like, even if it's annoying to you to not cook with something like, you have to make people feel accommodated and yeah. welcomed. Yeah. Um, so, like, we've had a lot of dinner parties centered around, like, vegetable-forward foods, um, things like that. I also just think, like, music is really important because you could be really abrasive with music and at the same time you could really drone people out and mm. you need to find a good balance. Um, but as far as, like, something I would recommend for people who live in Denver, especially if you want to have, like, an, a good wine experience – at a dinner party is going into your local liquor store and asking questions. I think a lot of time we go into, especially like bottle shops, we'll go in and just be like, Oh, I think I like this and I'm just going to grab that. Or I'm going to like stay in my form of comfortability and just pick that and leave. But I would encourage you to have a conversation, um, talk mm. about what you like and pay attention to that. I think that's like the biggest thing in like establishing your own taste is being able to talk about what you like. Um, so if there's something that you like in wine, if you like the way that it like tastes like minerals or is like really citric mm -hmm. or something like that, you can go into a bottle shop and say like, hey, I've had this before and I like that it tasted like this and I want to replicate that. And I also want to stay on a budget. Like, yes. can you give me some options? Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, if you're pairing uh, food to wine, do you want to go, is it like versus like, or are you looking for like some kind of yin and yang? So like if you have a very like spicy dish, do you want a spicy wine? No, you kind of want to be able to compliment, right? So if you have a really spicy dish, so I'm thinking like if you have, I don't know, like a, like a Thai curry, like a spicy Thai curry, you'd want to pair that with something that's going to have a little bit more body and maybe minerality to it to help cool it a little mm. bit. So like um, a Riesling could be really good. And a lot of time people think that Riesling is like so sweet and that's right. not the case. Most good Riesling is just like dry and schisty. Um, schisty? Yeah, I don't know schisty. that one. Yeah, well, like I don't know schist, what that means. Right? Isn't that a mineral? It's the schist. schist? Yeah, isn't that a mineral? I don't schist. know. I, I never heard of that. I think that's a mineral, right? <laughs> yeah. You want it to taste like you're licking a rock. Um, <laughs> I just googled schist? schisty and something it. weird came up. Troy, what's schist? Yeah, do we schist? know what schist is? I just googled it and something... Yes. It's not what we're talking about. Camp. Look, just type in schisty on Google. Well, I made up the so. word schisty, but schist, S-C-H-I-S-T, <laughs> oh. schist, right? Is that how we pronounce it? Yeah. I can't read famously, oh, yeah. so. Oh, here like, it is. Medium like grains. A, uh, uh, aggregate of plagioclase. Um, if you want to pronounce schist. this, which I can't, but you could, that would be my stab at schisty. Schistosity. Schistosity. There you go. Schistosity. It has schistosity to it. Schistosity. Is it a rock? It's a rock. Schist is a rock. It's a yes. rock. It is a coarse-grained metamorphic rock, which consists of layers of different minerals that can be split into thin, irregular plates. It looks kind of like a natural, like a uh, concrete yes. almost looking yeah. rock. Yeah. It's a rock, ass looking rock. It's, that's schist. a rock. No, that's so a rock. The schist. Is. Schist, <laughs> goddammit. I'm getting ripped Schisty up over here. here. No. Anyway, uh, you want to pair 
a spicy food with like a wine that complements it. You don't okay. want two competing um, spices, flavor profiles. Yeah. So if you had like kind of maybe a more, if you're doing like kind of a rice, I don't want to say bland, but like something that's not necessarily here or there, maybe that's when you go hard with the wine. Yeah. Because that's it's bringing that character. Exactly. Something that I love to do with wine too is like unlikely pairing. So you take like, I don't know, you could get like a Big Mac. You know exactly what you're going to get with that. Like it's not going to be mm. amazing. It's not going to be like bland, right? But it's like right in the middle. And you pair that with like a nice bottle from the Jura and that'll blow your mind. And you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. And I love that. I love just like kind of turning that upside down. Nice. I don't know why you're not supposed to do that. I like Because going. conventions. Yeah. I Break guess. them. Just because your drink costs 10 times more than your meal doesn't mean that you can't do it. Well, that's yeah. why you should do it because exactly. you should celebrate it. Also, the, I like I live right by the Total Wine on Colorado and Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's big big liquor, you know, big corporate alcohol, but I know the sommeliers in there. But anytime I ask them a question, they're so hyped because I feel like people just go in there knowing what they want and stuff and yeah. whenever you talk to one of them, they're like, "Oh my god, yeah, I'll try it." And it's just a huge wine store, like yeah. total wine. That is like the greatest pleasure is to make somebody feel seen, right? You yes. go into a wine shop like that and that's literally their job. Like they're, especially if you're talking to the wine buyer, they get so excited. They're and like, for you to yes. come in and not be like, can I just get some kangaroo? And mm-hmm. then to have them be like, wait, you actually want to have a conversation with me? Let me show you all these things that I like. Yes, and I hope like, you like them too. That I learned about this yeah. one and this is a new one that's local and we got this and that's cool nice those are my tips just cater to taste and like play around with taste um Ezra Klein had a really interesting podcast about a week ago about like developing taste and how Mm. snooty taste can be and how there are like there's a dichotomy of good taste and bad taste and oftentimes good taste is just like a monoculture because we live in a world of streaming and instant gratification that like taste has become such a monoculture. And then the other side of taste is bad taste where people just like don't have taste because they find it to be this like futile thing. Mm. And tea kind of prods that you move beyond that dichotomy and just experience, right? Like you're never going to be able to develop anything unless you experience and try and you ask questions and you're genuinely curious. And if something makes you feel emotion than to like continue feeling that emotion distill find that it. elsewhere and distill it. And I really think like not to be really like annoying about it, but I think that's like the core of a dinner party is being able to like evoke emotion and yeah. distill that emotion and share it with people. Show people something new. Too. Exactly. And Perone people. Yeah. I want to get one of those. Perones. Yeah. Perone people. I love peroning people. <laughs> don't wear white to. Don't wear white. <laughs> to Katie's out. Please don't. You no, know, I, I had someone I spill the perone on my perone. white couch. Oh, no. It's fine. I live. Oh, the you E-R-O-N-E. You know, it, American culture is it, is unique, and it's so young. Like, we don't really have a lot of rituals and stuff. That's why I'm always impressed with, like, Italy. That seems to like, – they know how to do everything. Yeah. You know, where you start – there's that place, Volguera, on uh, uh, Ten- Tennyson. And their their specialty is like they're like they're the place you're supposed to go. Like apparently this li- exists in Italy. You go there on your way home before you get home for a quick drink and a little bit of food before you go home and eat dinner with different wine pairings. Mm-hmm. You know, so like mm-hmm. a lot of the cocktails have like all of those like um, what do they call them? Uh, Aperitifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where they're like very very herbally. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jägermeister is probably the most famous one. But you ha- they they like have different amaros. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, like, it's all these bitters and stuff that you have before dinner for your before dinner snack, before you go home and eat more. It's, it's Yeah, and it's so perfect, you know? So, like, they have, like, their food culture and, like, their the, the way that they just, like, love life <laughs> is all based around this. Yeah. You're like, oh, how is my body feeling? That will dictate, like, which aperitif I have first. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have a digestive after dinner and it settles your stomach. Yeah. It's amazing. It is the best culture. It's the best. It really is. Then a little, little uh, gelato with some champagne. Why not? Because Why it's not? almost time for bed meal. Yes. <laughs> another, wow, you're reminding me, another crucial part of having anyone over for dinner is having um, Underberg at your house. And if you don't know what Underberg is, it is a digestive and it comes in a little bottle and it's wrapped in like a cardboard paper and you have to pull the paper off and twist it off and you have to like shake into your mouth, which, you know, is fun to watch people do, but it settles your stomach and it's great after a big wow. meal. Underberg? Underberg. I've never heard of that. I haven't had that. Check it out. Underberg. You can collect Either the caps and send them in and they'll give you gifts. Nice. Wow. Yes. I have I'm Googling a lot of stuff. I found some nice Perones. Um, Love a good Perone. You can buy them at Mr. B's. It's a local liquor store here. You could also buy Underberg, Underberg there. Gotcha. Nice. This sounds awesome. Troy, what do you have con to contribute to uh, dinner parties? What, what's what's on the agenda for, for Troy Higgins' de dinner party? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I totally agree with everything Katie said. And I think the ongoing theme that the, the, the overall vibe, I think, is arguably the most important factor is just creating a vibe. And there's a lot of different things that go into carefully articulating the vibe you want at your dinner party. Um, and I think Katie touched on a lot of those. I like uh, Tom's category he chose is definitely big, but I'm going to let him just save that. And let, him, let him talk <laughs> about that. I know you probably have yeah. lots of things to add. So we can, we can uh, um, go back and forth on that category. Yeah. I, I chose something a little more technical because I've made this mistake before, which, or it's just kind of the logistics of actually knowing like your capacity and what your space can hold. Mm. and specifically what your kitchen can do because I've made the mistake of having a dinner party where you invite way too many people and you don't have the correct amenities or um, real estate to like set food down. <laughs> <laughs> so I think understanding your space and planning correctly for the correct amount of people that's going to be at your party and then also, that kind of plays into guest selection. Uh, just know know who you're inviting. You don't want to invite the you know random, uh, unpleasant, unwanted guests. You want to invite a crowd of people that's all going to get along and create a uh, harmonious atmosphere that will contribute to the great vibe that you want to have at your dinner party. And uh, have you learned that from experience, Troy? Did you invite an unwanted oh, yeah. guest? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we've all had, you know, that some sort of guest that at their party at one time that maybe wasn't the greatest fit for that party. Could totally. Happen. It could definitely happen. And everyone yeah. fits at some dinner party, mm -hmm. but that's true. Not yeah. everyone fits at every dinner party. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to ever exclude anyone. You just want to, um, you know. Do what's do what's best for what the, you know the vibe the you're trying vibe. to curate yeah, exactly. it, and then um, yeah, I think I think Tom, I th I'm gonna I'm gonna let let you take off with yours because I'm a big fan of, of what you chose. I think it's also super uh, crucial. Yes, definitely. And Troy, you can help me out too. But um, I went with the ambiance category. So I mean, Katie touched on generally, you know, all the main factors, but uh, I think we each had a little area that we wanted to focus on. Um, ambiance and lighting, or sorry, sorry, ambiance as in lighting and music is what I was focusing on. So uh, two very important things, two very important things that can completely change the vibe of your dinner party, no matter who the guests are. Um, but also you want to cater these things to your selected guests and uh, intended vibe as well. Um, lighting is always fun. I mean, you know, try to have a unique piece of lighting, whether it's a, a cool lamp or like a new uh, LED thing that you got from TJ Maxx. Uh, Are you a Maxinista? I don't. Well, I just saw some TJ Maxx LEDs the other day at a party that I was at, and the guy said that they were like three bucks for like five of them. They just changed the the vibe of where I was at. So Neoliberalism. He he also happened to be a LED deal connoisseur. This guy and he said that TJ Maxx get a lot of good deals on uh, cool lighting, 
He also said really? that the FedEx store, like for whatever reason, always has like lighting. I think there's some companies that rather than like accept the returns through FedEx, they just have them put it up for sale at the FedEx store and mm. some like LED sales lighting wow. distributors are at the FedEx part store. Of that. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Maybe it's just his specific FedEx store, but he said that you should try your local FedEx for some good lighting deals. Um, but yeah, TJ Maxx, where else did he say? Like craft stores and stuff. You can find cool, unique lighting pieces. Um, but yeah, I think, I think lighting can really change the atmosphere of your uh, dinner party, whether you're just dimming the lights or maybe you're adding some color to the scene. Um, if you have a theme, you know, your lighting can really help to accentuate that. Um, you know that, you know, a nice spotlight on that shrimp tower probably. Obviously. A With the crab legs sticking out too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah, just like one little. Did you, you take Did you shadows. take lighting into consideration on the tower? No, not really. But I did mm. put it on my buffet that has overhead lighting. So it was hitting it in a nice yeah, way. See, as long as people can see it. That's, yeah, that's I mean, but maybe next time you'll find a nice, you know, like how they do like painting. Dude, mm-hmm. Specific light, light just for it, but on your shrimp tower. The Rembrandt yes. of shrimp towers. Yes. Or maybe you light it with two different LEDs, different colors. <laughs> yeah. Or have it project onto the wall, kind of like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are those called? You could even. You Gang know, signs? <laughs> get your, you can even get your spotlight, hit the shrimp tower, and then also utilize shadow exactly that's what Dude, i'm saying with yes, the shadow yes, and then you have an art installation and it's ever evolving oh my god changing <laughs> as people eat here we do a spotlight would be so fun yeah exactly. oh my gosh you gotta think about these things and then oh. you know troy i'm sure also contribute to the music factor but um katie touched on this before you got to choose a vibe that is uh curated towards your audience not a type of music that only some people like and definitely not a type of music that's like too loud or too energetic for specific types of people. Like if you're drowning the one quiet person out because you and like five people at the party like house music, but she's the only person who does, he or she is the only person who doesn't like house music. Um, it's aggressive for and, dinner. And can't even hear, dude, there's some chill, some chill house out there. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a yeah. good point. Some, some nice chill stuff. That's what I was trying to say. Would you lead into dinner with some house music? Though? Maybe you would need to dance before I dinner. <laughs> I think work that's up an, an after dinner, just after dinner vibe. <laughs> yeah, an after dinner vibe for sure. Just, just yeah. a, just an example, but uh, something <laughs> yeah. that is not going to drown out the most quiet person at the party. Yeah, and um, definitely something that is not going to be too quiet for the loudest person at the party. Um, maybe some vinyls, you know. Yeah. Get a get a little vinyl set up. Have your guests each bring a record. Ooh, nice. That's I nice. have guests pick out records. Yeah. See. Yeah, they don't get to bring their own. Yeah. They don't get to bring their own, but they pick from yours. Yeah. That's good because you at least have some control over the situation. Yeah, sort of. There's something comforting immediately too. If you like if they're listening to their music, they're like, okay, I'm someone else. Yeah. They're home, but I'm hearing my music. I got something warm in my hand. I'm eating food really quick. Yeah, exactly. Also, I know Troy can probably resonate with this, but there's nothing like hitting your guests with some hi-fi, high-quality sound. Mm. Mm -hmm. Get your Mm -hmm. studio monitors out in the sub and (laughs) get them hearing music in a way they haven't heard in a while. Really build a gain structure so when it's quiet, it's still like hitting. Yeah, you can. Oh, man, it's great. They're like, well, you can talk but still feel the bass. It's like, yeah. Got to get some studio monitors at your house. Duh. I love doing that, but my neighbor doesn't. (laughs) Trade-offs. That's why you have to invite your neighbor. Well, then we're going back to the the unpleasant guest conversation. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Sorry, neighbor. Oh, I'm just, I have nothing against my neighbor. If you <laughs> shout to your neighbor. Yeah. Heidi, yeah. the music selection, uh, Heidi's always done a great job. She would, she would put on like the, the pink martini, uh, uh, play a uh, station on like, I think it was like Pandora and they got it on Spotify now, which is kind of like mm. a Parisian kind of feel mm. acoustic oh, Parisian nice. kind of thing. Or she'll put on like Sinatra a lot, which has a very like, 
Yeah, that's definitely dinner party vibes. Good vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Little Sinatra. Yeah. Well, so what's a, your music of choice then, Tom and Troy? If you had to pick a record right now, if we were all having dinner together. Appetizers group, first. Appetizer. What, then. what are you putting on? Hmm. Um, I mean, I actually have a dinner party playlist. Mm, of course. Already. Um, is it not? It's on. not played shuffle either, is it, Troy? It starts with track one and progresses. I think you could do it either way. I think <laughs> That's way. pretty incredible. Perfect. Nice. Um, yeah, but for me, soft, more quiet music like uh, you know, jazz, you know, soul, soft rock, that type of stuff is more up, up my alley for dinner. Something pleasant. I like putting, especially if it's like a. Not like a party party, even at a party party. Anytime I have people over, I like having music that also has visuals. So like a YouTube video or mm-hmm. something, like yeah. get some tiny desk concerts on rotation or uh, maybe the um, Mac Miller uh, Sea Turtle mm-hmm. combo video, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Hold on a second. There is a um, Mac Miller album that syncs perfectly with the incredible journey of the sea turtle video yes so if you just type in uh mac miller turtle the incredible journey um the album syncs perfect with the movie turtle the incredible journey really it's actually crazy oh really It's, it's insane how perfect like the turtle will be like going through a struggle as a baby and like the lyrics are like perfectly alluding to what's happening and then like something bad will happen and like a strike in the music happens. Like it's it's really great. But something That's like cool. that where people can have something to watch, but also it's not something that you need to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like to have a video aspect if there's going to be people hanging around and chatting. Nice. Yeah, I like the video aspect too. It's in the summer. You can always have baseball on, which is great in the background, very calming. I've done it many times, having UFC on, and that doesn't really work. That kind of UFC gets a little more. It turns it into a UFC event Mm -hmm. when it's on. But then the back is to the kitchen, and then it's like it's we're watching the fights. Yeah, yeah. That's usually a come over watch the fights not come over for a dinner party yeah it's like we're, totally. we're ordering pizza watch the fights exactly. we're not eating shrimp no but maybe you could maybe fistfuls but not not towerified spotlights Just coming smacking out. each other with some stone crab claws <laughs> <laughs> nice. these are these, good. these are really good recommendations i mean the, I, the what i prepared is just the what you might call the foundation some might even call it the bedrock of a good party some might even call it the schist of the party Get you know, mm-hmm. you have to get schisty. <laughs> you get schisty with this one, but really, it's just like timing and pacing yeah. is like really mm-hmm. tough because typically, like if I'm having folks over, then I'm cooking, and I get very like concerned that everything comes together and is warm at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I love to mm-hmm. do tacos and do like really kind of custom tacos, and like they're so hard to be hot once it like hits somebody's plate. Yeah. Which, you know, it. I feel like I'm very I, – I put a lot of effort into, like, making sure it hits the plate hot. And then that translates into I'm like, hey, this food is ready to eat. Put it in your mouth right now, mm-hmm. yeah. which also is too aggressive on a dinner party because people yeah. are kind of like, oh, you're talking. And I'm like, no, no, eat it. That's why you got to sweat them out just enough to where everyone's really ready to eat yeah. when the food is hot. Totally. And also, like, I really appreciate um, my mother-in-law, Deb, makes these wonderful, beautiful tables, you know, where it's like the dish and the the, the, the floral arrangement. The table is beautiful. So you sit down, you eat everything, mm-hmm. everything comes out at the same time. She's master of that. I can't really get with that. Like, really, what I'd rather do is have little amounts of food coming out all the time. Yeah. Where, like, everything's kind of, like, in the kitchen. I'm putting things together, kind of cooking and cleaning at the same time. And then it's like, okay, here's six tacos. And people grab them. Yeah. And then they're mm-hmm. gone. And then there's, like, six more. So that there creates kind of, like, a you're kind of playing with the hunger of the situation. So mm-hmm. the appetizers are there, but it's not too much. I've made that mistake, too. When you get, like, the Costco cheese platter, it's a bad idea. because it's just Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. It dries out. Everyone's you want to have cool. enough 
you want to have some some backup in the fridge, but like you just put out enough that like scarcity mindset, scarcity mindset, no overproduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the timing then becomes kind of just like all in the in the um, in the kitchen. You know, that it played out really well for New Year's. You know, we had I think like there's like six or seven of us there, and it was just like we did like personal pizzas. So it's just these little ten inch pizzas coming in and out of the oven the whole mm-hmm. time for just yeah. for hours and hours and hours with different toppings and it's great. fun. That's a great you know, dinner party. <clears throat> Do you feel present though when that happens? Like if you're always tending to food, do you feel like you're connecting or do, have you found a, have you been able to strike a balance? Yeah, not really. You know, it, it's, it could, it'd be overwhelming sometimes cooking for a dinner party, Totally. you know, and you're mm-hmm. just like, at the end of it, you're like, uh, I failed <laughs> yeah. because I didn't have a good time, yeah. you know, which is hard. But, you know, if it's not a barbecue, because you're, you're tending the barbecue, you yeah. know, that's fine. You can yeah. put everything on a plate or whatever. But when you really put in the effort, it's like you have to figure out the rhythm so that you have an opportunity to chill a mm-hmm. little bit, you Definitely. know. Last thing that I Very hosted true. was more of a housewarming party. Yeah. Um, so with, it, but it was barbecue, so food included. Yeah. I wouldn't consider it a dinner party. But um, it's always good to have a few trusted uh barbecuers or uh, sous chefs yeah. that you can totally. say, you know, hey, tend to the warm these tortillas for a minute. I got to go talk to to Johnny about yeah. his new job. <laughs> totally. So that you can get uh, some guest time in. But um, your trusted sous chef is handling it yeah. while you're away. Yeah, that's important. You know, the pacing of alcohol too. That's mm-hmm. why I'm always interested in like, like how – Italians do it with their aperitifs and stuff. Cause I've been to dinner parties before. Perhaps I've been guilty of it myself is you start with cocktails. And if you like lead with like two, three cocktails first, like, boy, it gets, Woof. yeah, it's a long night. It's, exciting. it's a long night. You know, if you ever had a host that's completely like hammered, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. It is tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Food takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, what yeah. are we talking about? Meat's coming out at 11. We're, if we're fine, we're like, dude, I've had like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. You're overcooked. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, so the pacing, pacing the booze, what do you start with then? You start with, you start with like a little, like, like one of those like herbal kind of pear tiffs. It depends how like fancy I'm trying to be, you know, yeah. like, does that like raise the fanciness? I feel like it kind of raises the fanciness a little bit, maybe. I don't know. For me, it does. Defin- Sometimes definitely. I'm just like, here's a little spritz. Like I'll have a Maro and like um, soda water and I'll, I can like hand that out to friends if they want yeah. that. But I also have friends that are just like, let me crush three beers. And like, how are you going to eat? Right. Like, yeah. My stomach would be so want, full. I don't want that. But yeah. I think like, yeah, you know, start off with like something light. I'm a I'm a sparkling sparkly. water kind of girl. Yeah. Um, maybe like some bitters. That's like my go-to order at a bar, is just bitters and soda water. Ooh, if I'm not good. trying to like get rowdy, um, just start off there. And then you have to pick your lane, I think. Yeah. Are you gonna be cocktails or are you gonna be wine or beer? Mm-hmm. I if when you mix it, I think that's when it gets tricky. Yeah. I'm not really drinking beer in any sort of scenario where I'm excited to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. The stomach gets bloated. Mm-hmm. Totally. Definitely. But if you have a theme for your dinner party, sometimes starting everyone off with a nice themed cocktail yes. is a good thing to do. As they walk in, they get their, uh, you know, speakeasy mm-hmm. themed, you know, yeah. goblet. Exactly. Totally. You're drinking it. And that's a good way to start people off. It's also really fun to like batch make cocktails and it's like an easy thing to do prep for. So you don't have to really deal with it when Mm -hmm. people get there. You just have to like serve or like shake it. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Just sink full of jungle juice. Oh yeah. A Borg (laughs) as the the Zers say. The fraternity dinner party. Oh, it's man. just jungle juice. <laughs> oh no, scary. Oh, no. Well, I I've noticed very various places here where I have room for improvement. You mm-hmm. know, this has been great. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to to my buddy Matt. If I know he listens to the podcast, he does dinner parties so well. I'm just always in awe when you know people can always have the food perfect, mm-hmm. the drinks perfect, the timing perfect. Aspirational. He, he didn't. He did it's not a have skill. a spotlight though. I mean, the, I need to step up my game on the lighting. Yeah, get aspect. some light. stuff together. Disco ball. Dope. Disco ball. Yeah, disco ball. I've been to some dry ice with that before. Dry ice. I mean, I should have used that for my yeah. shrimp tower because it got a little wet at the end. <laughs> dry ice in the themed cocktails. I'm a huge fan of uh, what are they? What are they called? The taper candles. Is that what they're called? 
the tall, mm-hmm. skinny, wax. Yeah, yeah, those on those across the table, gorgeous, lit, all just mm. oh, that's yeah, that does it for me. Nothing like a candlelit dinner. Yeah, and Ryan, yeah. you spoke about it, but like a floral arrangement mm. ups the game, and that's yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a barrier to entry with floral arrangements because they're so beautiful and it's hard, but like you could just go to Trader Joe's and get like three bouquets of different things and like play with width and height and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that from, from Heidi too. Like that's a great gift to bring as a guest. If yeah. you, you know, the people show up with a six pack or a bottle of wine. Cool. But like, if you show up with flowers, like three little flower thing, that's nice. You know? Yeah. You're making the party better in a way that it's not just, Oh, just one more person's going to get another drink. Yeah. 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 And if your host is a control freak and I'm speaking from experience of being a control freak, like sometimes I don't want what you're bringing when it comes to alcohol, but you could bring <laughs> me some flowers and I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me provide for you. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, from the guest angle, you got to bring something though. Yeah. You got to bring something and flowers is a great one. You yeah. Know? Flowers can get expensive quick, but yeah, Trader Joe's is great. I mean, pretty much anywhere. If you get the flowers that aren't pre-bouquet, mm-hmm. bring it back, put it into like three little, you know, yeah. jars and like, it'll look great. Anything handmade is a good thing to bring as a guest, mm-hmm. you know, like something yeah. that you spent time on, even if it's just like 10 minutes, I feel like that goes a long way. Yeah. And if you're bringing food, check in with the host. Yes. For about what it is. Because maybe they already have that course covered fully. Mm-hmm. And now you're just adding another dessert to an already stacked dessert. Well, maybe dessert's okay, but you're adding another appetizer to a stacked list of appetizers. And totally. Maybe they needed some some chips or something. Or napkins or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Something random. Just check in. Yeah. What, what do you not want to bring to a dinner party? Is there anything that's off limits? A bad attitude. A pot of chili. I think Wendy's chili in particular, yeah. just through from the drive-thru. <laughs> you show up with that. <laughs> Nothing can compete with it. Is that the reason? Yeah, I think that's it. She's like, you knocked it's it off. Yeah, no. I think like cheap or bad alcohol. Too. Yeah, bad alcohol. Like, just ever clear. Yeah, like don't. Sh- yeah, don't ever clear shot yeah. jello shots. Like, dude, Tom, yeah. you're good. Come on. What jello are you doing shots, here? Yeah, jello shots might not <laughs> like it for some party. Twisted tea, tall boy cans or something like just. Yeah, Unless it's like a Jello shot dessert theme. with like a ice cream or something. It's an all Jello theme. <laughs> yeah, Jello theme party. But what's the meat Jello like aspic or whatever? You you show up with that. I think you're getting kicked yeah, out. Stuff like in Jello. <laughs> yeah, it's like suspended. <sighs> you don't want to bring a guitar. Don't be that person. I've been working on no some new tunes. Like, bro, 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 bro. No, no. Tom's got the playlist. We're good. another unwelcomed thing at my dinner parties and i'm sorry are children i just i don't want them there that's an adult only affair not that i have met very many friends with kids but i just feel like there's a time and a place and if it's like specified yes bring them but if not i would always ask is is there an age range i like 18 and up i don't know 18 and up and one and under like babies? Like, are they Newborn crying? okay if they're not crying. Like, yeah, that's, you know? That's a problem. It's a public space, and it's also a personal space. I don't know. I just, like, I'm in the flavor of life where I don't have a lot of friends with children, but I feel like when there are children in spaces, I'm always like, what's going on? And why are they this close to hitting their head on a corner? Like, <laughs> let's pay attention. Yeah, yeah. You don't want your coffee table to be a murder weapon. Yeah, like, I don't want to get sued. Some kids. Yeah, it can be done well, though. I mean, like, if you've got, like, a basement area and the kids are down there yeah. and you're, like, it's after dinner and you're a little loose and then the kids wander out, suddenly they're they're painted like Lord of the Flies. They got Nerf guns and they're spying on you. It's kind of fun. Yeah, and they're all trying to kill Piggy. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> and you're like, what have we created? <laughs> What's happening down there? Somebody check on the children. Mm. Yeah. Time and a place. Yeah. All right. Dogs. Dogs can't be there. Yeah, I that's from personal experience, and I have a reactive dog, which means she doesn't like other dogs. And sometimes, like if we invite a friend of a friend, they'll bring their dog, and I have to be like, "Yeah, shoot, they can't come in. I'm sorry." Like, yeah, and I think that goes for people with small dogs. They're like, "No, they just fit right on my lap." It's like, nah, that's no, a it's gonna run around and like, yeah, it's gonna be a yeah. it's gonna be an issue. You're not gonna <laughs> keep it on your lap the whole time. You're gonna put it down, and it's gonna do annoying things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And maybe that just touches to like kids and dogs kind of take away from the elegance of the evening. Yeah. For the host. For the host. For the host. "Uh, We're trying to like do uh, something here. Yeah. We got lighting from TJ Maxx, for God's sakes. Like we don't want your dog here. Yeah. I got to put a bowl of water out with my fine china. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, we like, dude, the shisty wine is here, man. We can't be having this mangy dog looking. Yeah. No. Exactly. Could never. <laughs> the wine doesn't taste like wet dog. Nice. That was awesome. All right, let's finish quickly with uh, uh, highlights from last week. Somehow, I went back to back last week from AJ's Pit Barbecue. You guys had that? No, but I've heard about it. How was it? Dude, out of control. Oh, man. They, they've got Michelin, Michigan, Michelin recommendations, and I see why. It is absolutely unbelievably extraordinary i had i had the the pulled pork i had the brisket i had the the burnt ends and i had the smoked pastrami forget about it unreal a plus and then the next day i went to post oak which is on tennyson and there was another barbecue spot on tennyson for a while and i went there and it was kind of like it was like dickies it was just Mm -hmm. like not really barbecue whatever yeah Post Oak is not that. So I went in there and I was like, oh, wait, this is not the place I was at last time. And it is absolutely insanely good, too. Oh, my God. I had I had the uh, the brisket and I had the um, and the smoked turkey. But uh, underrated. Unbelievably delicious. Yeah. Smoked turkey doesn't get the praise. But boy, was it really good. Both of those places. Absolutely. A plus. I, uh, I can't recommend them enough. So happy about it. Highlight from last week. Katie, what did you have? I bought an NFT. That's I don't know if it's a highlight, but it's just something different in my life. And it's <laughs> just a proof of subscription to a newsletter, um, to a website. Mm-hmm. So you wild woman. I feel crazy. What <laughs> loose. What a week. What a week. My God. Just so I could read some critique. Newsletter subscription NFT. The That's newsletters, it. it's an NFT. Yeah, it's it's a website. So it's not for the newsletter. It's for like, um, so you can read like uh, gated articles or whatever. Yeah, paywall. Um, yeah, paywall. Thank yeah. you. It's just like a different form of paying for a paywall, but cool. now I have an NFT freshly minted. Nice. Oh, wow. I think that's what they say. Nice. Anyway, Tom. Is it a, an Ethereum NFT? It is an Ethereum NFT. How, how much you pay in gas to mint that? Oh, I didn't bring my phone with me, so I don't know. Oh, it was. Okay. I think I paid like sixty-eight dollars for it, or something like that. Okay, that's good. What percentage of gas you think that was at sixty-eight bucks, Tom? Fifty. Well, the uh, I, no. I paid sixty, and then I think the eight dollars went yeah, towards all those like, fees, like anywhere from five to ten bucks. I would say fees. But I realized that I could have just not because I paid with it through my credit card, which was dumb because I have crypto that I bought a while <laughs> ago that I could have just used and probably saved some dollars. Yeah, we all do that. Anyway, I'm just gonna let that one sit there for a while and see what happens. It'll be worth like two dollars in three years. Yeah, but you will have lots of newsletters and lots of information yeah and i have to commit to it that's if i buy it i have to commit to it Mm. that's true Mm -hmm. my highlight was um the devil's thumb ranch cool it's uh, like 15 minutes past winter park in fraser colorado and it was cool um we were gonna go there for like a nice lunch but a new thing that they were doing is that only the guests could eat in the restaurant there which we thought was kind of a dumb thing to do because we went with a large group with a bunch of money and we're ready to spend (laughs) on a large large tab there but uh no they said oh you have to be a guest to eat um it was a large enough group to where they were even like what if we just buy like a room for the night so that we could eat and they're like no everyone has to be a guest wow really it's like yeah that was just that was wild. But anyway, still a really cool place. We went there. They have a lot of cool activities to do, winter activities. You're close to Winter Park. Um, they have a nice game room that because it was like a work event for uh, McKenna's work. So we went down to the game room. We played some games, some pool, some ping pong. They have mini bowling. Ooh. Cool. So it was a cool place to be. And you can go there, take the family, whatever, do some uh, winter mountain activities. The Devil's Thumb Ranch. Nice. That's awesome. In the summer months, you can definitely eat independently. They get a little cocky, I think, in the winter months. Is it like a dude ranch, like an all-inclusive dude ranch? Is that what it is? Like, 
Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of like a resort ranch yeah. experience. Yeah. Like a bougie like, ranch. They got like yeah. horses. They got yeah. skiing stuff. You can do cross country skiing there. Mm. Yeah. It's rad. Horseback riding, fly fishing, cool. uh, mountain biking, zip lining. I don't know. It was, it was nice. It was really nice there. Sounds cool. That is cool. That's it. Uh, my highlight from last week was I made a <clears throat> little trip up to L.A. for some festivities. Um, went to Universal Studios on Saturday. That was some friends. That was fun. Uh, saw the new Mario World and, yeah, rode some rides. So that was cool. And then um, went out to dinner that evening, um, went and had some drinks, and then did some uh, apartment hunting the next day struck out unfortunately there was one place that was kind of cool that we liked but there was this crazy neighbor living next door so that completely deterred us from taking the place. <laughs> immediate like, no <laughs> you're not coming to my dinner party. yeah you are not invited yeah exactly the property manager was letting us in through the front door and he came like running over with some notice in his hand that he got on about his garden something with his garden and he was like verbally attacking her as we're coming in for this tour. Oh, like no. He was like, he was insa- insane. And yeah, we still did the tour and everything. But afterwards I was like, uh, yeah, I definitely don't want that guy as my neighbor. Oh man. But can you, yeah, I guess that's, can you like evict someone um, when their lease term is up? If you just don't like them? <laughs> like, I think so. I, I think you can like do things because I've had lease terms end where my landlords have just been like, we're not renting anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I was going to oh, say, that person's sweet. probably <laughs> well, clearly inhibiting their ability to uh, rent to new renters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if that's really a highlight, but there was other good things that happened. Universal in the LA yeah, trip. Universal that sounds, sounds like a sweet. highlight. Oh, man. Yeah. Troy, yeah. hearing you trying to find an apartment in LA is like navigating a minefield. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a process. It's been a long journey. Sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, slowly but surely, we'll get there. Tremendous. I know you will, buddy. Okay, um, Katie. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was awesome. We went a little later, but I feel like it was necessary because we covered some important ground here. Did you guys get your highlights in? Yeah, my NFT. Oh, the NFT. My, my yes. NTF, N-N-N-N-N-T. yes. as I wrote, because I <laughs> don't remember yes. what it was called. Yeah. Uh, nice. Big crypto. Oh, did, did, I, did I share a highlight? I, you did. You at the beginning. About the nocturne. Oh, yeah, the nocturne. The, yeah. the meter. Yeah, totally. That place was awesome. Nice. Such a cool place. Um, that's it. Uh, big shout out to Katie White for joining us today. It's awesome. Um, shout out to SamanaFloat.com for uh, uh, supporting the show. We really appreciate and love you guys. Uh, go to KitCaster.com forward slash Denver to follow and subscribe to the show every day or every Tuesday at about 10, 15. We'll be streaming on YouTube. Join us there. Um, and that's a wrap. That's all we've got for the week. I hope you guys thaw out. I hope your pipes are in good condition. You know, open those cabinets. Make sure they don't get frozen. Put a little space heater in the basement if you need to. You do not want to deal with the broken pipe. So, hope you guys are well. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Yeah.